time now for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Pleasure to be talking to not only just a, a good guitarist, how about a great guitarist, like a three-time guitarist of the year. You know him from Creed, Alterbridge, and the Tremonti Group. Well, Mark Tremonti joins us right now and a big pinhead. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good. How about yourself? It's good to be talking to you. I think uh, some of us on Facebook saw some recent pictures of you at the Papa facilities. That had to be a lot of fun for a pinhead like yourself. Uh, it was a dream come true. There was one place on earth I'd, I'd want to go. It was there and uh, finally got to get there. Yeah, it's a special hallowed ground for sure. And you've been into pinball for quite some time. This isn't just a recent fad. This is something that's been going on for many, many years. Yeah, I think about 25 years ago, I got my first pin and... Uh, from there, it's just become an obsession. You know, I was just like everybody else. I thought it was just a game of chance and clever, clever game to play in the pastime. But now I'm obsessed with it and I uh, can't get enough. Well, like many of us in our mid-40s, we kind of remember that when we were younger, right? And I assume for you, you were playing in your teens and, and maybe some video games as well too, but it was really pinball, I assume, that really caught your eye. Yeah, you know, I was, I was in my early 20s when I got my first machine. And before that, I wasn't really too interested in it. And then I, uh, once I had my own, I, I learned all the, the little nooks and crannies of, of what that machine could do. And, and I realized every machine was so unique and I just kind of fell into it. Now I'm, now I can't get enough. Every night I go to sleep, I'm watching pinball videos. I'm looking up, uh, what deals there are on the web, what, uh, new mods are out, what, you know, how the tournaments are going, what the, all the events in the world are, are happening. I just, uh, you know, it's kind of my obsession. Okay. Everyone wants to know what was your first game? It was the Sega South Park, you know, and looking back on it, you know, I thought it was the greatest machine in the world when I got it. Now that I know all the other machines that are out there, I realize, you know, that there's there's so many better games out there, but it's still a great first machine. So where'd you go from there? What was the next one? My next one was Star Trek Next Generation, and that was definitely a step up. And from there, I just, I fell in love with the 90s era Williams Valley machines. That was, that's kind of my main, still to this day, my, my favorite machines. Yeah, here, here. I'm the same way. Although I love the new ones. I love some of the classics too, but that era, that's the one that got me hooked. I assume that uh, maybe you do a lot of traveling, so you probably get to see other places other than the Papa facility. Do you have some favorite places that you've been to play pinball? The Krakow Pinball Museum in Poland. Yeah, I spent like 20 hours there in two days, just all day long playing. It's a great place. You know, back here in the States, there's a, there's a great place in Fort Wayne. Gosh, I think it's Wizard is in the title. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but that was a really great place. There's a place here in Orlando called the Pinball Lounge that I like to go to. There's, uh, I mean, there's, there's places everywhere. Every time I have a day off on tour, I'm Googling the, the best local places. There's some good apps, too, that can help you find some pinball locations. I know about the Pinball Lounge, too, and it stinks that <laughs> you're leaving for Europe right before a big, big event right there in Orlando. Free Play Florida happens the 9th through the 11th, and you'll be in Europe. Yeah, that's, that's a bummer. I, I miss all the good stuff. But at least I get to at least I get to travel the world and go visit all the different locations. So I'm I'm not complaining. That's a good point too. It's not like there's a void there. Now, is this something you want to be going to? Do you want to be in competitions? Do you like the shows? What aspect of pinball do you play against others? Do you like that kind of competitive nature? Um, you know, just recently I've really worked on my game and it's mostly just watching YouTube and seeing how people play and seeing what advice they give and, and whatnot. But I'm not I'm not a great pinball player. I'm just a fanatic. I'd love collecting the machines and really diving in and learning everything you can get out of a machine. And now I'm into the repair of machines. I'm learning how to, you know, resolder switches and install mods. And eventually I want to know how to replace a play field and do the cabinet art and 
chrome plate to hardware and, and do it all from top to bottom. Well, I'm sure you have access to all the facilities. I'm sure Stern and Jersey Jack and all these other places will welcome you with open arms to come check it out. Uh, it's something I'm sure you're going to take advantage of. You know, Jersey Jack's one of my one of my friends. I've been I've known him for gosh, probably 15 years. Before he started making pins, he was a pin dealer, and I bought uh, the first one I bought off him was was Roadshow, and from there I think it was whenever I had something to sell, I'd give to him to sell, and I trade with him, and uh, we became friends and. Now he's, I'm so proud of what he's done. You know, he's, he's done something real special with, with Jersey Jack Pinball, and we'll always be friends. So you mentioned a couple of your machines. How many are you at now? I have 13 machines right now, and I plan on, uh, you know, there's, there's probably six more on my wish list that I want to try and find some space for, but it's kind of getting ridiculous. I'm not moving into every part of the house that, that I can think of. Where you have your pinball machines? Are there things like, uh, I believe they call them couches? Do you have those? <laughs> No, I'm. Uh, I have a game room that has uh, that can fit twelve. You know, so it's uh, you know it's got a big long wall that uh, that fits eight, and I got four on another wall. And then uh, I have another room that you know that I where I rehearse and, and write music in my kind of my studio that I'm planning on putting a couple more machines into. But uh, we'll see. May I suggest? And I know nothing about music. I mean, I've been a DJ for twenty five years. Sure, I do a little classic rock show, but. Can I suggest in your studio room, if you're going to put any machine in there, heavy metal meltdown? There you go. (laughs) Isn't that the greatest riff ever? I know you've won some awards for being the greatest riff of all time, and congratulations on that with the great magazines like Guitar World. I mean, like we're talking, you know, the the Bible of guitarists here. But that heavy metal meltdown, I mean, every time you play it, it just (laughs) makes you smile, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, there's so many games that, that I, I'm addicted to the music of. I, I just want to get a, a CD with all the, the soundtrack pinball music. I think of where you grew up. You grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and, I mean, you want to talk about a great musical history there. I don't know if you remember the old days of WRIF and Arthur P. and oh, yeah. Bear and all that kind of good oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah they, okay. I, I got to get on the air with those guys and party with, with uh, is it Arthur Jr.? Yeah, no, I grew up with, with the riff, and, you know, it was definitely a rock and roll surroundings. It was when I lived in Detroit, um, the heavier the music you were in, the cooler you were in school. When I moved to Florida, nobody even knew anything about rock and roll. So I, I was a big culture shock for me. But uh, that's how I really learned how to play guitars when I moved to Florida. And I really didn't have uh, very many friends at first. All I, did was had, I had my guitar, and that's how I really learned how to become a songwriter. First of all, Detroit, we can list endless musicians that came from there. I mean, Alice Cooper, and you've got uh, MC5, and you've got Nuge, and Grand Funk, and so many great bands that I'm forgetting even. Of course, Motown, and then Bob uh, Bob Seger, of course. And you go to Florida, and some of the greatest guitarists ever there. I mean, you think of, well, Tom Petty was from Florida. You've got Don Felder, I think, even Todd Petty. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Florida's got... It's actually got a, a big heavy metal scene, well, they did, but uh, you never really think of Florida as a big music place until you really do your homework and figure out who, who came from here. Okay, Mark, I guess you're the best person to talk about this. Let's do a little greatest rock pinball machines, little mini bracket for you, okay? And I'll list them based on how they're ranked in pin side, okay? So we'll just do eight, and you have to determine the greatest rock pinball machine and give your reasons. Here we go, okay? Yep. In the one versus eight bracket, to determine number eight, because there are so many, I'll let you pick what the number eight one is, okay? Alice uh-huh. Cooper, Rob Zombie, I'll even throw in Heavy Metal Meltdown, and I'm not putting in Mick on a Stick, the Rolling Stones, great band, terrible pinball machine. So which of those ones I mentioned will be your number eight seed? Oh, geez. You know what? It, I don't know if this would be an unpopular choice, but I think Alice Cooper is my favorite of those ones that I've played. That would be mine too, actually. 
great. Yeah, so, that's a great machine. So, so long, Heavy Metal Meltdown, so long, Zombie. Alice Cooper, you get to face the number one seed right now in the first bracket. We'll just put in Iron Maiden. Mm, I, I think I, uh, Iron Maiden's a great machine. Um, uh, totally different machines. I, f- I feel like the um, Buki pinball machines have a different feel than the Stern machines. You know, they're completely different animals. But uh, I'd say for a, if I had to put one in my home, it would probably be Iron Maiden. Okay, boy, I, was, I didn't know where you were on the fence there. I thought, this is for your pinball cred, Mark. This is really, you know, where are we going to go with this here? I mean, there's cool points for Alice Cooper, no question about it, but Maiden's been kind of the game here. Okay, Maiden moves on. In the 2-7 bracket, I think I know where you're going to go with this one. Kiss, and you can take either the Bally, but I would suggest the new Stern game, versus mm-hmm. Metallica. I'd say Metallica all day long. Yeah, no kidding. All right. We don't even have to elaborate on that. This <laughs> one's interesting. ACDC, a great game. And I'm going to throw Tommy in there, too, from Data East. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the classic. I'll go with Tommy. Whoa, our first upset. Now, why do you like Tommy, the Data East game? I just like the history of it. You know, I love, I love ACDC. It's one of my, I think, one of the two best bands to ever exist. But, uh, you know, I think uh, the Tommy machine just has history. You know, it's got, it's got class. It's got history. By the way, what's the top band, then? Led Zeppelin. We can continue this conversation. <laughs> as, as I have a cat named Zeppelin, I made sure my son's first song ever heard was Immigrant Song when he came out of the hospital. We're on nice. good terms here, Mark. Okay. In the 4-5 bracket, you never know where this is going to go. We've already had an upset with Tommy over ACDC. Aerosmith versus GNR. Oh, geez. Well, I, I, I think I know which one's higher on the pin side chart because it seems like all the newer games always get the, the props. I'm, I'm guessing Aerosmith's higher than GNR, but I prefer the GNR. You prefer GNR, even though Slash took Miles from Alterbridge for a little while. No, I mean I, we we both, uh, you know, me and Slash are cool. I, you know, Alterbridge is on for a year, off for a year. When I do my solo project, and uh, Slash and Miles go on tour. <laughs> and Miles almost got to be the lead singer of Zeppelin after that O2 concert. That was kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it's uh, they jammed a few times and. That's an experience you'll never forget. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're blessed to have such a good soul. Yeah, can I just say something? Because I've never said this on Pinball Profile. I have said this several times on my radio show. I don't know if there's a vocalist better than Miles Kennedy in the last 10 years. I think he's the best male tenor vocalist in rock and roll, period. I mean, he's, uh, I mean of, of, this, of this era, I, I mean, I'm not going to say he's better than Robert Plant, but I, I'd say he is, he's today's top tenor. He is unreal how good he is. And the same goes for Alter Bridge. I think, uh, in fact, I mean, this is going way back. I got to introduce you in concert in Sarnia, Ontario. It was a big Bayfest concert. Nice. Probably around 2004. Yep, exactly. Yeah. You got a good memory. Out of all, <laughs> especially out of all the shows you do. I mean, for crying out loud. But anyway, we've got our next bracket. We it's got, funny. We're doing, we're doing all the rock and roll machines, obviously, because I'm in rock and roll. But you know what's funny? My pinball choices, I don't think any of them really have anything to do with rock and roll my favorite machines are you a but, sci-fi uh, guy or what is it um medieval madness is number one for me yep maybe star trek next generations number two maybe monster bass number three maybe tales from arabian nights number four i love my cactus canyon machine i love all the games you just mentioned let's talk about tales for a second here before uh-huh. we get back to our rock bracket how do you play tales you know i've i've had to move out of my house that had all my pinball machines in it i don't know five years ago. So I've been so focused on my Medieval Madness and my, I have a Judge Dredd at home right now as well that, that, that I've been playing a lot. I've got my Cactus Canyon and my theater, but I, it's been a long time since I've really focused on my strategy for it. 
But um, back then I was just having fun. Now I'm trying to become a better player and, and really getting into the strategies and the technique. But um, back when I was playing that, before I had moved out, I, was, uh, I wasn't as sophisticated as I am now. <laughs> you are one of the greatest guitarists in the world, and you just so happen to be talking to one of the greatest pinball players in the world, a, a guy who's nice. been in the top 100. Wow. Completely modest about it, of course. And uh, if you have a juicy lamp, that is the whole game right there in Tales of Arabian Night. I don't care what anyone says. If you can rip that, get it lightninged up three times, spin it all day long. I love that game. Wow, well, you're going to have to give me some tips. <laughs> I only get them from the real guys. Let's be honest. They're not coming from me. <laughs> they're, they're passed along. They're second generation. <laughs> well, if you're a top 100 player, you, I'd love to learn. Don't ask anybody how good I am. Just assume I am great, okay? Just <laughs> There you go. I'll do, I'll do so. Okay, let's go back to that bracket, all right? Now, we've got one, two, five, and six going, so you've got Maiden versus Tommy. I didn't think Tommy would get this far. Can they beat the Maiden Beast? Beat. No. Maiden beats Tommy, yeah. Maiden, okay. By the way, I know you don't have it in your collection. It's a game worth getting. It's so much fun. Oh, yes. Okay, here we go. GNR versus Metallica. Uh, you know, I I know Metallica's probably a high-rated machine, but I like GNR better. Wow. I like the play of the older games. I like the '90s era games. You know, I like the I like the games between '88 and '97. You know, those are my that's my that's my era. Any game you pick from that era is going to beat any of these new modern games, in my opinion. Really? We'll get to the final in a second. I do like GNR. I like the ramps that says G and R. Like I never noticed oh, that yeah. until I didn't notice that for, until a few years ago. I've been playing that thing forever. Me too. Somebody had to point it out to me. Kind of embarrassing that I don't actually look at the play field, but. <laughs> That's a good game. I mean, okay, do you select a band member to get towards multi-ball, or do you select Super Pops? I, I select a band member. Do you? Even though on ball three, you're going to get multi-ball no matter what. You know, I, I never knew the depth of that machine because I never owned it. It was just kind of a played every now and then at the arcade and, okay. and uh, pinball joint. So it's never something I got to dive into. The only games I really know the ins and outs of are the... Uh, ones I'm currently playing and like I said I've been out of my house and my pinballs have been sitting there in storage for so many years and I only get to really dive into a few of them right now and I can't wait when I get back into my house I don't care about anything but getting those pinball machines set back up. Mark I'm certainly not picking on you and your gameplay because I already know once you have the passion like you do and it's not just like a recent passion you're talking 25 years Mm -hmm. and the fact that you're a musician I think guys who are musicians and I've talked to Ed Robertson he's a really good player too from Bare Naked Ladies um, Slash obviously plays you guys especially you on the guitar have incredible hand-eye coordination and timing those are two of the biggest attributes you need for being a great pinball player so when I'm talking to you even just now and we're talking about rule sets and the best ways to score. That's not a skill. That's just something, if I don't know it, it's because it's ignorance. And then you learn it, and then it's like the back of your hand. That's all you need. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's every every time I spend all day on a machine, I'm trying to learn the rules. And I'll, I'll get on, and I'll look up the, uh, the pop tutorials online, and they're really good at showing you, uh, you know, you look at the shadow, which is the next machine I'll be buying. You know, and they go through the three different rundowns of, of all, the, you know, all the best ways to get one of the highest points in that game and you never realize that just being a casual player okay here's the difference between shadow and being a great player that is one of the greatest games i love that brian eddie game here's the thing about that the best way to do well in that game is that upper loop shot which is so hard oh, yeah. to do so yep, if you the left loop the, the left loop into the upper loop um, upper upper loop yep if you can do it kudos to you because 
you're a better player than I'll ever be because that is might get lucky do it once, maybe twice. Guys like Bowen Karens, who did that video you're talking about, I mean, all day. Raymond Davidson and Kelly George, two of the greatest players in the world this weekend. And they were also just talking about, oh, yeah, just do that, just do that. Okay, easier said than done. Oh, yeah, well, you have, you know, if I grew up on Star Trek Next Generation. That's kind of a similar shot to get up onto that uh, the ramp on the left. I'm trying to figure out the, uh, the flipper control at this point. You know, I'm trying all kinds of different ways of trying to gain control, and I'm trying to do the... Uh, trying to hit the flipper at its peak when the ball hits the flipper as much as I can and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but uh, you know I, I love I love when you can hit a loop and then hit a hit the small upper right flipper I, you know Judge Dredd has that as well and I just love the feel of that when you can hit that double shot there the loop and then the ramp it's always a satisfying shot to make there's that on the Simpsons pinball party too it's just hard to get in the left side the new Oktoberfest game has that same shot too and that's if you can do that you're going to be really successful okay alright we got that uh, I've been I've been watching some videos on that. How's that? Have you played that machine? I played it four times, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. In fact, uh, is it as hard as Houdini? No. Have those you, Houdini shots are tight. Have you played Houdini? Oh, a bunch of times. Yeah, those those. Um, I love Houdini, but I but I feel like those shots are so so tight. It's almost beyond the being a great aiming shooter. It's almost uh, next to impossible to hit those shots without a little bit of luck. I like playing a little bit on the fly too. I mean, it's nice to cradle up, but hitting that shot on the fly, there's no other way to describe it than being lucky because it is makeable. It's just not something, as you describe, the upper loops or cross loops, let's say, of like a fishtails or maybe you want to cross loop ACDC. You can do those. You've got enough space to do that, but can't do it on Houdini. Yeah, I could never get consistent with it. I could never hit the same shot three times in a row. If I ever go to a, an arcade, I'm never playing the games without the ramps. You know, I'm not. I'm not into the Gorgar types. I, I own a Centaur, but that's about in a haunted house. Those are the only games I'm really familiar with that, you know, aren't the more modern. You know, like I said, from from 1988 onwards are kind of the ones I I dove into. Well, here's the thing: as you get to play a little more, Mark. The newer games are certainly unique, and the rules are deeper. The older games, and I'm talking before the era you like. The rules are extremely simple, just harder to execute, and there's something magical about that, about games like Stars, Quicksilver, Stargazer, these old, stern, old Bally games. It becomes a whole new thing, and next time you go to Papa Facility, forget the newer games. Play some of the older ones. You'll be in heaven. Oh, I'm getting, you know, I've, my, my taste has definitely matured over the years. Like, I would have never, like machines like Taxi and Diner and Mousing Around, I would have never looked twice at those machines. Now I love them. I want to have them in my collection. You know, they're... They're from a simpler time, simpler rule sets, but just as fun in every way. So after I, you know, maybe after I dive into those games a little more, I'll, I'll see the fun in the, in the simpler games, even even simpler than those. I have sons. You have sons. Do they play pinball? Yeah, both my sons are really good. You know, they uh, every now and then they'll beat me, and and uh, they enjoy it. You know, sometimes we'll play for hours, and then sometimes they'll just forget about it until they see me playing for hours, and they'll they'll come join. But uh, they're kind of on and off with it. So, Mark, I know you watch a lot of videos on YouTube to see some of these great tutorials. You watch some of the Papa Pinball tutorials as well. You've been on YouTube once or twice, and one of my favorite videos of you, I think it was Loudwire who did it. It was kind of a trying to figure out if some of the things were myths or not. And, I mean, that's, that's kind of unique and stuff, but forget that. That's at least a controlled <laughs> interview. What do you do about some of the people who, as every artist has criticism and obviously more fan bases 
case with you with the millions that you've sold and the awards that you've won. How do you deal with some of the criticisms from just no other way to put it, trolls? Um, you know, back in my, my earlier days, it was worse than now. Now it seems to be just pretty, just pretty much all positive. You know, I think I'm lucky enough to have had the success that I had earlier on. But with that success, you take a lot of hits. Um, and then with Alter Bridge and my solo project, it might not be as big, but you get more of the credibility and you get the critical acclaim. So I've got I've gotten to be on both sides of the fence. Yeah, it seems the longer you go, the more critical success you get, and it's a real testament to you and, and your fine playing. I think it's amazing. I get a kick out of the uh, thought that the band was once called, this is Creed, the band was once called Naked Toddler. That's just not true. No, it's just a rumor. <laughs> For those who don't know, how did that rumor start? Uh, I have no idea, to be honest with you. It's just, there's been so many, you know, there's been so many little rumors out there over the years that you never know where, where one came from and which ones are real, which ones aren't. Wasn't it a joke? You were reading a newspaper once and you were looking for a title for a band or, or a gig. Maybe you had to headline and you need to put a band name down and something. I think it was, I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was when, before the band was even had a name and we were playing open mic nights or something and. Somebody said, whatever the band is, uh, think, I think it was like, whatever the band is tomorrow night's going to be whatever the headline of the next page in the newspaper is going to be. And the article was about, I think it was about some kid who was walking down the street and it was like, naked toddler found on the street. A name that wouldn't work very well in 2018, would it? No. Or probably even back then, yeah. You know, I know a lot of pinball designers, whether they're making play fields or software, uh, these are artists to me, and sometimes personalities of these artists in pinball, they clash. You know, some of the greatest designers ever have only worked with one, maybe software person, once, and then they move on to someone else, someone else. It's got to be tough as an artist like yourself to really have a vision and then have to gel with somebody else. You're in a group, so you have to gel with other people, and it might not always work. I mean, I've always wondered how people like yourself who've created some masterpiece songs get through that. I mean, look at Mick and Keith. They hate each other. They get a pretty good payday, so they you know grin and bear it. But for you, I know there was a decision at some time to call it a day with Creed. And really, from what I've heard from interviews in the past, it was more about, you know, we didn't get in this for fame and fortune. We were lucky that that happened, but it was really about creating good art and at the end of the day, about being happy. Is that a fair mm-hmm. statement to say? Yeah, you know, it's just, it got to the point where we uh, we weren't excited about what we were doing anymore and there was just fighting going on nonstop. And it's just a stressful thing, you know, we'd, we'd all be having fun together and then we kind of run into a certain member in the band that was causing a bunch of problems back in the day and it was uh it was uncomfortable you know and i didn't want to live the rest of my life walking on eggshells and, and just being uh, not being happy and i think at that point we had we had gotten enough success where we could go and, and do something else you know and, and i'm very happy with with uh, what we did in those days because i wouldn't be here today if we didn't go through all that but um i think um scott's things a lot since those days for the better and I wish him the best. Well, good on you for uh, making that decision, the integrity that you had and the fact that you were still so young and still doing so many great things in the future and continue to do so as you get ready to tour Europe and beyond. So, pinball, you want you want to get into this pinball scene, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is, uh, you know, guitar, pinball, that's, that's my two favorite things, you know. It's, uh, like I said, every night I go to sleep and I, I want to either read a book or get online and, and check out pinball videos or check out the new mods in the, on the market or techniques or strategies and, you know, all the above. 
I don't know if this is beneath you or I'm, I'm saying this in total ignorance. I don't know the answer to this, but because you're passionate about it, would you ever lay down a soundtrack or some sounds for pinball machines in the future? You're friends with Jersey oh, Jack. Well, that's definitely not beneath me. That's, that's, that's my world's coming together. It's my two favorite things combined. So I, I love that. Get on those contacts. I'm sure people would love to have some Mark Tremonti guitars on, on pinball machines. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love to design a pinball machine one day. It's, uh, like I said, it's my my obsession, especially right now. My my wife's getting on me every time I'm online. She's like, "What the hell are you doing again? You're looking up pinball." No, no, it's porn. Trust me, it's porn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know, she's just like everybody else. They don't know how deep it goes. They think it's a game of chance and it's just a bunch of balls making a racket with a bunch of toys. It's not. It's a. Uh, I I feel like each pinball machine is almost like its own musical instrument. They have their own feel and their own mood, and they. They make you feel a certain way. You get into the mood of a machine. You can play it for hours and hours and hours. It's like you just watched a movie or something. I love it. You've described the feeling of thousands of people listening to this podcast right now. I mean, that's the exact same thing. It doesn't matter whether you're Mark Tremonti, one of the world's best guitarists, or you're just Joe Blow playing for the first time. That passion kind of goes through all of us. And the neat thing about these shows and these tournaments, Mark, and I hope you do get into them, is that we come from all different walks of life. And we have this same common bond of pinball that we all gel together where we may never have met each other in any other way in our lifestyles but at these pinball events that that unity of this love of pinball it's such a great feeling oh absolutely you know even when i do you know i just i just bought a uh, a piece for my medieval madness game and i've bought from somebody off the pin side and you know this guy i've never met before is at work he stops work spends a half hour talking to me about pinball in the middle of his work shift. You know, it's, uh, get all excited about it. And I think both of us just want to keep talking, but it's can't spend the whole day talking about pinball, but I would, you know, I'd, I'd <laughs> talk all day long about pinball with people that are into it. I want to meet, I'm trying to convince all my friends that could get a pinball machine to get at least one. Um, cause I know if they get one, they're going to buy, they're going to buy six of them. You know, they're going to, they're going to keep going. So when I get, you know, a dozen friends who have a pinball machine each, and they get addicted to it like me. I can trade machines with my all my buddies in town. I'd be, be heaven for me. Listen to the words you're using about getting your friends just to try one, just to try one. The addiction. It's like legal crack pinball. I oh, swear it is. <laughs> it's exactly it is crack. <laughs> <laughs> it is is pin pin crack. So you're on pin side, as you say, and uh, do you travel with a pinball machine when you're all over the world? I know some musicians do that. No, but I, I'm lucky enough to have some in dressing rooms. Like we just we just did a, a seven week tour with Iron Maiden and um, go into the catering and there's an Iron Maiden machine because people just want Iron Maiden to sign their pinball machine. So I get to play Iron Maiden, you know. And uh, I just played uh, a, a venue last month. There's a Playboy machine in the dressing room. There's been a couple other ones, but most of the time they don't work, which is a shame. But usually I look up whatever's within five or ten miles and I I just drive or get an uber over to the, the local pinball joint and i was in nashville for four days on this last tour and every day i'd go to game galaxy which has i don't know 60 pinball machines so I, it was it was a dream come true well next time you're in nashville check out patrick mckinnon at music city pinball he's got a ton there there's a lot right. of great places there again you'll find some of these i assume you know as you say you're watching videos and stuff i assume you listen to podcasts like this just lie and say yes you know what? I will. I will. <laughs> now that I now that I know they exist. Okay, so what's the greatest rock game out of all of these? We've got Iron Maiden or GNR. GNR really has surprised us to make it to the finals here. 
but you like that era. Is it going to be Iron uh, Maiden or GNR? You know, I'm, uh, I've am i stuck with my era all this time, but I'd say if I had to choose a game for my whole collection, it's really the, the question here, what I like better long-term. I'd go with Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's a great machine. Good choice, Mark. Thank you, sir. Well, Mark, I definitely hope to see you at some of these pinball events. Sign up for a competition. You'll have a ball Definitely go to the shows, and then you can play at your own leisure. But good luck to you getting your friends to get one, because you and I both know one turns into two, three, four, five, ten, twenty. Absolutely. I'll do my best. Spread the word. All the best, and we hope to see you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much. Spin Your Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com, and please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm Jeff Teolis. Jeff Teolis.